Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey there, welcome to the show today. We're so honored that you are with us as we take a look at several different types of education savings accounts and maybe which account is best for you. There are tons of different types of ways that you can save for your child's future education expenses. The two main education savings accounts that you may have heard of, the Coverdell Education Savings Account and a 529 College Savings Plan. Many individuals also create Uniform Gift to Minors Act, UGMA, custodial accounts, and provide funds directly to the child, which is pretty cool too. Now, of course, each of these accounts have their pros and cons list, and even those vary based on your individual family goals. Like, for example, do you need K-12 tuition money or maybe just higher education money? So here are a few things to consider about each of these methods and education savings accounts, and hopefully this helps you to pick the best one for you in your situation. First up, we take a look at the Coverdell Education Savings Account. All right, so these are great because they allow the money to be spent for elementary through college, a much larger range than some other plans. The tax advantage of these, you can use after-tax dollars, but the money in the account grows tax-free, and then there are no taxes on the distribution if they're used for education expenses. The contribution limit per year, 2000 bucks, but you may be able to bypass this limit too. We have ways to do that. You can find it at thecollegeinvestor.com. So the income restriction or on the contributor. We have a link to the latest IRS guidelines at thecollegeinvestor.com as well. And it's very flexible. Lots of investment choices and you can reallocate the portfolio as often as you like. Kind of similar to an IRA. Now, distribution restrictions, there are, it's really for any qualified education expense, including elementary all the way through college. Some resources say preschool is eligible too. That's kind of a gray area. The IRS specifically doesn't include it, but some states consider preschool to be elementary education because of state laws. Always a good idea to talk to a tax professional before you make the assumption on preschool. With a Coverdell, once the child reaches 18, the account control is given to the student, and they can do whatever they want with it, including withdrawing it and paying penalties. Limits of beneficiary age to 30, and K-12 education is allowed with no cap. Student loans? Nope. But, and you cannot pay your loans with a Coverdell account, by the way. You can read our full guide to Coverdell education savings plans at thecollegeinvestor.com. We won't get all the way into it today. But next up, let's take a look at the 529 college savings plan. It's awesome because it allows you to save more money, but it's limited in what you can do with the money unless you want to pay a penalty. The tax advantage you can use after-tax dollars, and the money in the account actually grows tax-free. And there are no taxes on the distribution if it's used for qualified 529 plan education expenses. The contribution limit, a lot more. The gift tax exemption level is currently $17,000 per year. Maximum contributions, of course, vary by state. And income restriction on the contributor, there is none. And this one has a little bit more of a stricter investment choices, and you can only rebalance the portfolio just twice per year. There are distribution restrictions, as funds are only limited to qualifying higher education expenses. 
keyword there, higher education. The parent is the permanent account holder and remains in control of the money for all time. K-12 education, though, is limited to $10,000 per year for tuition only. Student loans, limited to $10,000 per beneficiary. And you can find, of course, your state in our 529 plan guide. We have a complete guide. It is lengthy and amazing at thecollegeinvestor.com. Okay, now let's move on to the one you may not be too familiar with, UGMA custodial account. So this account isn't specifically used for education savings, but it is an investment account you can use for minors. As such, there are no rules on how to use the money. We love these accounts for getting started investing in high school. A UGMA is a custodial account that is used to gift assets to minors. They can also be UTMA accounts or Uniform Transfer to Minors Act accounts, and the assets are given that are actually owned by the child. Since the assets are owned by the child, they can impact the child's ability to receive financial aid in the future, though. And this type of account is beneficial to the giver for tax and estate reasons. It's basically avoiding the estate tax, and income on the assets are paid at the child's tax rate, which is usually much lower. The tax advantage, well, there really isn't any. The maximum contribution, there is none. And income restrictions, absolutely nothing. However, earnings may be subject to the kitty tax. Distribution restrictions, nothing. The custodian can sell the assets for the child's benefit at any time and for any reason. And once the child reaches 18 or 21, depending on the state. All right. Now, all of that said, all those three different options, which one is best for you? It's a tough choice. Coverdells are great. You know, they can be used for all education expenses, as we touched on. However, it can be tough to get money into a Coverdell due to the low contribution limits. 529 plans are fantastic, especially for higher education expenses, and the list of ways to use the account continues to grow. K-12 education, student loans, although those two are limited, and now even a Roth IRA rollover, which is huge for unused funds. And a UGMA is less favored because of potential tax issues, but it does allow the money to be used for essentially anything. And it's not restricted to just educational uses. Lots of things to look into, and you can see all the links in, this, in the resources that we mentioned today. Again, it's right inside this article at thecollegeinvestor.com. Just type in the search bar the title of this podcast and you'll find the article. Super simple. Also, please feel free to follow us on social media. We're like everywhere you are. Just search for The College Investor and you'll find us. We'd love to get to know you and help you along in your journey. Thanks so much for stopping by today and we'll talk to you again real soon.